Hello, welcome back to episode 22, I think, 22 of the Arthology 2 podcast. Thank you for being back here and listening, or if you're a first time listener, then welcome. If you are either a new listener or not, and you haven't listened to last week's episode, I would recommend it. I think it went pretty well, to be honest. The whole thing was about how... It's about a number of ideas that you might not necessarily have thought of that we could use to save the planet, i.e. from climate change. And there's some pretty good creative stuff in there. I got into a bit of rhythm while I was doing the podcast, so I quite enjoyed it. So I would recommend that you go back and watch or listen to that one because I certainly enjoyed it and could use a little bit of love that episode i think so please do that if you can this week i'm going to be changing the topic slightly from last week not so much about the environment uh, more about professions and what people do for a living more specifically what i used to do for a living and its similarities to being a porn star and the, the, the similarities between the two industries. So if you are a new listener and you don't know me, then the chances are that you don't know this, but my profession for seven years was, not anymore because I've jacked it in, but it was a private investigator. That's what I did for a living. And that was like um, corporate stuff, mostly insurance investigations. Uh, it's not the sexiest form of being a private investigator but it was what I did nonetheless so that was largely organized fraud investigations and surveillance investigations so we'd have people followed on instructions from our clients or we'd be investigating networks of of fraudsters that was that was my job uh, which you know is more interesting than what I would be doing otherwise which is fuck all which is what I'm doing right now but actually, I'm sort of glad for the break, so maybe it isn't that bad. Anyway, 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 anyway. Because it's got an interesting job, it's quite a good thing to tell people when you first meet them. So if you meet somebody in a pub, or you meet a friend of a friend, and you don't necessarily know what you're going to say to that sort of person, it's pretty good icebreaker to tell someone that you have a cool job, or, or at least a cool-sounding job, because you can then get into sort of some sort of conversation quite quickly and not have to go through the ordinary sort of small talk so it is quite good and I do I did enjoy it for that but once I met someone and I told them that I had a reasonably interesting job and they said what was it and I told them that I was a porn star they didn't believe me for some reason like this isn't the body of a porn star and to be honest actually you know, it's not like male porn stars all have good bodies, do they? Like, they don't. There's a lot of, like, really fat old men who who are porn stars. But, to be honest, that's largely because they've got, like, 10-inch penises. So, I guess there is there is that, which, which I'm lacking. But, you know, you can look at me and say that, you know, when I've got my clothes on and say, 
you're definitely not a porn star. But she did that. She said, I wasn't a porn star. Uh, what was my real job? And I told her I was a private investigator. And that is basically the basis for this podcast is what are the similarities between being a porn star and a private investigator? And what are the similarities between the two fields? And I've come up with, I think, nine similarities. Some of them are quite thin. And really, a lot of it is just cheap gags. And <laughs> cheap gags would be a low-budget porn movie, wouldn't it? That is an excellent joke. If a bit of a cheap gag in itself... Um, that's throwing me off my track. I didn't mean to say that, but I quite like that cheap gag. Funny. But yeah, so there's some really cheap gags in there, but there's also some genuine similarities. I don't really know how this one's going to go. Uh, to be honest, I never really intended to do an episode on this. But here I am doing it, so we just have to go through it. So I'm actually going to start with the last thing that I came up with. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to go from the, 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 the last similarity first. And that is that both porn and private investigation have been around since before this modern era. So they're quite popular in this modern era. Both things, private investigation is getting up, it's being used by more and more uh, people and more specifically corporates. They, they look to it particularly with the invention of technology, there's so much information out there which you can get, so they look to private investigators to go and get that for them. And obviously porn with the invention of the internet has seen something of a surge because you know now anyone can access it for free pretty much anywhere in the world with a couple of exceptions. But So yeah, it's a good time to be a porn star, good time to be a private investigator because the markets are getting bigger. But they were around prior to the modern world. So there were private investigators and porn stars before even photographic equipment existed. And I've done a bit of research on that. So they've both been around for ages. I mean, to be honest, they've both been around for ages. Porn has been around a lot longer than private investigation. So porn, I have written down here. The first porn that we know of is 7,200 years old. And it's like a, a rock carving. It's like it was like carved into a rock so it's like proper caveman shit and basically it depicts like a guy with a woman bent over so the woman's drinking beer from a straw i don't know how they know it's beer she's drinking from a straw while he's going at her from behind in this cave painting and that's the first sort of porn which is pretty cool actually so there's people getting randy over cave paintings 7,200 years ago. So it shows that people haven't really changed in that time. And then there was all sorts of stuff, wasn't there? Like the Romans used to do live sex shows and stuff, but that was obviously about 5,000 years after this original porn. So that's a pretty cool pretty cool way to start. And obviously been around for ages then, people depicting sexual intercourse in such a manner. Don't know why I said that like such a weirdo, but I did. So get over it. Anyway, uh, the first private investigator was in 1833, so not that long ago, but obviously pre the modern world, and he was French. Obviously, people might have done a bit of it, but he's the first sort of well-known or, or even known private investigator. And what he did was he used it to give ex-convicts jobs. So he, so convicts would come out of prison, he'd give them a job as a private investigator, and they would help him solve sort of like petty crimes. And who would be better to solve petty petty crimes than people who had commit been committing them? 
themselves. So that's what he did. And apparently the police fucking hated it. And they had to, kept on having him raided. And they kept on having him set up. And he introduced all this cool evidence to, to defend himself each time. And it basically sprung the modern private investigator era. So that's the similarity number one. They've both been around for ages. You've got cave painted 7,200 years ago where the guy is bending to the girl over and drinking beer. And then you've got 200 years ago or so uh, the guy hiring convicts, which is pretty cool, pretty good fact there. I hope you feel educated by that because the rest of this is not educational. So we get that bit out of the way. Um, similarity number two, this is the second similarity I've got, is the names of the people who partake. I was gonna name some private investigators who sound like gay porn stars in their names but then I thought probably not really on to be naming people so I haven't done that but what I have done is I found some some gay porn stars who sound like they could be private investigators it's got five names for you of people who would like if there was a tv show about private investigator their name would fit right in as one of the investigators so I'll read these five out to you You've got Cole Youngblood. That's a pretty fucking badass name. I'm sure that isn't his real name. But Cole Youngblood is my first one. So that would be a pretty cool private investigator. And then we've got Chad Knight. Chad Knight. I think Knight is a good private investigator name. I don't know why. It just is. It just sounds like it. We've got Kurt Lockwood. Imagine being an investigator with called Kurt Lockwood. You'd feel like intimidated by that wouldn't you it's like this person knows what he's doing fucking hell Zach Spears that is like a proper cowboy private investigator name you know he doesn't play by the rules I'm Zach Spears sort of like Dirty Harry type person even though Dirty Harry was a cop and not a PI and then finally Rocco Reed again very sort of private investigator name and they are all real life gay porn stars um <clears throat> So there's similarities there. They, they, you know, if they ever get tired of being gay porn stars, they have great names for being private investigators. Uh, the next similarity I've got down here, <laughs> and to be honest, this, this is more of a dig at me uh, than it is at porn stars because I don't necessarily believe this to be true. Uh, but it's that you need to be dead inside and hate yourself to get through a single day of working as one. And what that is, is just me having a pop at my choice to continue being a private investigator for as long as I did. Because honestly, it's tough fucking ask. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and obviously there is a stereotype that uh, porn stars are sort of like dead inside or dead behind the eyes and uh, sort of like hate themselves and have issues with self-esteem and that's why they have to do porn I don't necessarily subscribe to that but like I said I, it's going to be full of cheap gags that was basically it the cheap gag is that I degraded myself because I hate myself by being a private investigator and I've linked that into a stereotype about porn which I know is now less funny I've I've explained it but that was that was pretty much the thinking behind that one um, I hope that sort of makes a modicum of sense the next one it's pretty basic actually pretty basic uh, you have to know how to operate a camcorder so handheld camera I'm sure if you've seen porn you've probably seen some point of view porn where the actors themselves either have a camera strapped to them or they hold the camera 
and so you have to be able to operate a camcorder that is a skill which could directly transfer to being a surveillance operative you could do surveillance because that's that's what they do you know with people uh adultery investigations and in high value injury investigations uh, you go and follow that person around and you take film of them to show to your client so you because you're trying to obtain evidence of them doing the thing they're not supposed to do or, or the reverse to, to show that they are doing what they are supposed to do and you have to that's taken a film <laughs> the funny thing about it is that people always envisage it like you get the movies of that there's a person with a huge camera going click 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 and taking like a load of photos so we'll just fucking use use a camcorder take video don't take a million photos with a huge camera you're gonna get spotted immediately um but anyway the point is that they both know how to operate a camcorder so again if you are a, a multi-talented person you could do both you could use the, your camcorder for both purposes you know if you're so you're doing your porn in the evening using your camcorder you get up in the morning you go out to your surveillance job and you use the same camera to take footage of the subject that you're working on however what i would say is if you are going to do that and you are that sort of person who does both things probably not very many of them out there maybe use different cameras or just make sure not to submit the wrong film to the wrong place because if you submitted a porn film to a solicitor who, who'd employed you unless they were a real good laugh i'm sure they wouldn't take it that well um, so be careful of that if you're if you're thinking of doing it uh, similarity number five is quite interesting actually because not many people know about this and there's only the, the case in the uk as far as i know is that anyone can do it anyone can be a private investigator uh, you know i i was one I know, who the fuck am i nobody which which might be why I was fucking terrible at it, but you know I still did it, still there. So in the UK, there's no licensing or laws about it really, as long as you don't break the normal laws that everybody else has to adhere to. Uh, you don't need a license. You can just rock up and be a PI. You can just be a private investigator, and it's the same with being a porn star. I mean, not necessarily a paid porn star. You know, anyone can take a video of them having a wank and put it on the internet, can't they? And then sort of, if more than 500 people watch that, you are probably classed as a porn star. So, you know, anyone can just rock up and do it. But I say anyone, obviously not not children. Just want to make that one clear. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much an open access job. Both of them, you know, you've only just sort of got to turn up and do it. And if you're good, you'll be successful if... You're not, you won't, but it's open. Open to everybody to have a go. Uh, well, and sort of on that, you know, just to link the two, the previous two points and then this one together, that to be a private investigator and to be a porn star, all you need is a camcorder and the desire to degrade yourself for money. And you will be there. You can do that. So next we have... A very important point about being a private investigator. I think I've probably made it clear enough, and I'm sure it's the same for porn stars, that it's not as fun as you think it would be. So something which I specialised in, in inverted commas, uh, as a private investigator was uh, like social media stuff. So online investigations, and what a lot of people would say to me 
is that that sounds really interesting. That's really fun. And it's like the truth is, yes, it is for all of about three hours. And then it's not anymore and it just becomes work and it's tedious. And when you use actual social media, it's normal. You feel like you're at work. So it's not particularly enjoyable. Oh, and by the way, just while I was on this, you know, I did that for a lot of years. And the amount of people who told me that they think they would be brilliant at that because they once found their ex-boyfriend's new boyfriend on Facebook. Can you fuck off with saying that? Jesus Christ, like, that is not how it works. Like, because you're you're a weird stalker person, that doesn't mean that you're good at finding stuff. The amount of people who told me that they would be brilliant at my job whilst I was doing it, I think, fuck off. You wouldn't do anybody else. You know, like, you would just meet a chef and go, you know, I reckon I'd be really good at your job because I made myself a good spag bowl last week. Would you? The absolute pile of shit, people who say that. Anyway, not like I've got a chip on my shoulder about it, so it's fine. Uh, and with porn stars, I, I imagine that isn't as fun as it looks either. I think Mia Khalifa said in an interview the other week, she, if you don't know who she is, she was the number one porn star in the world. I think she might even still be. But she only did it for like three months, and she said that really the whole experience was, was not great. Uh, she just didn't really enjoy it, and she was taken advantage of quite a lot. And I think maybe it's probably the same for male porn stars. Like, there's only so many super hot chicks that you can bang before it just becomes tedious. Like, I think for the, the rest of us, the rest of us normal human beings, that, you know, banging a super hot chick is great because you don't get to do it very often. But if you do it, like, twice a day, then it devalues the enjoyment that you'd get out of that. So I think, yeah, that is a good similarity that both of them aren't as fun as you might think. Uh, and they're probably a lot more hard work. There's probably a lot more behind-the-scenes work than you than you think. A lot more admin and waiting around than you think in both jobs. There's a lot of waiting around involved for people who do surveillance. Like, it's a, oh yeah, it's cool, you follow people around and film them. Yeah, that is cool. But you also spend a lot of days sat outside someone's house and then they don't come out. Probably same for porn stars. You probably have to fucking wait for them to get the camera sorted. Just sitting there naked in the middle of a cold room. I'd imagine there's a lot of fucking around. So that's not not ideal. Overall, I think both of them probably aren't as fun as you might think. <laughs> I quite Again, this is just a cheap gag. The next similarity. But the similarity is that uh, you have to deal with some huge dicks. So as a private investigator, you know, there are some clients who can be a little bit difficult, but mainly it's the subjects of the people you investigate. There's a lot of dicks. There are a lot of real sort of like nasty people. And it's, it's the general public, isn't it? The general public in any job, you, you run into the general public and there's a proportion of them who are massive pricks. And speaking of huge dicks, obviously, the, the huge dicks that you have to deal with in porn are... Uh, just huge decks. That's that's pretty much self-explanatory. Just what it says on the ten. The huge decks in porn. Uh, there's no sort of hidden gremlins there. So that's a good gag, isn't it? Really, really funny stuff that you have to deal with decks in both. So that's that's hilarious. Uh, moving swiftly on from that horror show of a joke, I would like to go to similarity number eight, which is that they can both profit off infidelity. 
So a lot of porn stars would be in relationships. And if your job is to then turn up and have sex, you are being unfaithful every day. Although I'm sure most porn stars have an agreement with their with their spouse. Uh, and private investigators profit a lot off infidelity. There's a lot of people who follow people around. So I never did any of this because it wasn't who I worked for. But you follow people around to see if they're cheating on their husband or wife and again that that's something that sounds like really cool but actually all they do is rip off women that that, that is pretty much the the sum of it like there are some private investigators who wouldn't do that but there are a lot who would so you keep on coaxing more and more money out of a desperate wife you know a, a woman who's upset by the fact that her husband's cheating on her and essentially they take advantage of her emotions in order to make money off them so it's really not a very ethical thing to do in a lot of circumstances and some it is and to be honest most people know the answer anyway you don't need to do surveillance on them to work it out and a lot of it is just profiting off their emotions and so you are profiting off infidelity and the more infidelity there is, the better it is for you because you can get more jobs out of it. Uh, so I'll get off my soapbox now. So that, that's another thing. So they, they profit off infidelity. Although I guess probably private investigators more so than porn stars. And finally, uh, <laughs> uh, they both require the use of drugs to get through. So obviously porn stars would have Viagra, you know, to keep it keep things going over a long period of time particularly if there's a lot of breaks in filming and stuff. I'd imagine some of the women in it probably have to take some fucking painkillers as well because, oh my God, some of the stuff they have to do, fuck me, you'd hurt. Uh, and private investigators, pretty much, you know, caffeine, endless caffeine intake to be a private investigator. You have to be buzzed all the time. So um, I, I, when I used to do it, I'd be drinking three or four cups of coffee a day and I'd be absolutely fucking wired, get home, go to bed, still be wired on caffeine, get anxious, fall asleep, rinse and repeat. There's a lot of that going on. Uh, so yeah, you both they, they both need drugs to get you through the day doing both of those jobs. Uh, to be honest, maybe they should mix it up one day, do, do a bit of an exchange and let private investigators take Viagra and have porn stars do it all on coffee, have wide-eyed, sleepless porn stars going at it and private investigators who were too scared to stand up from their desk i think that would be that would be quite funny so look there's your similarities between porn stars and private investigators i think you could agree that i could definitely be both you know i've ticked a few boxes uh, my name alfie scott probably isn't really a good name for either it's, it's an okay private investigator name not so probably such a good porn star name uh, i am dead inside so, you know, I can I can qualify that through that. Uh, I am able to operate a camera, you know. This is being filmed right now for YouTube, this podcast episode. So, you know, I qualify there. Uh, anyone can do it. I, so I'm the same as everybody else. I can turn up. I, you know, I've proven that I can turn up and be a private investigator. Uh, I potentially will prove that I can be a born star one day, but... We shall see. Uh, yeah, again, having been a private investigator, I've, I've 
shown that I can deal with some huge decks and maybe that'll be my my career in the future dealing with more huge dicks as they destroy every part of me i wouldn't be particularly keen on profiting off infidelity but i never did as a private investigator maybe i wouldn't have to do it as a as a porn star in the future i'm very happy to bang in the viagra day after day to 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 sustain my life so maybe i will become a porn star we'll watch this space maybe this will become a porn podcast speaker there must be some out there some porn podcasts wonder what that's like might have to check it out i'll report back to you next week what some porn podcasts are like and that's pretty much it i'm just getting to getting to rambling about it now which is normally a good sign that i need to knock it on the head so look thanks very much for listening uh give us all the thumbs up and praise and five stars and subscriptions and all that jazz and do tell somebody about the podcast if you like it and as usual you can follow the podcast on social media do little clips a little bit of engagements on there so that's all fun and games uh other than that i'll see you next week i've got some better ideas some more sort of interesting ideas for next week uh but i didn't really have time to formulate them and also i'm looking to get some guests on fairly soon like it's been a while since we had guests i uh, got a couple lined up so watch this space there as well and enjoy your week. Thank you.